Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to Tim Valenti of Naked Sword and Falcon Studio Group. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With ASB Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission, referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at asbcash.com for more details. First of all today, let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. In what several adult industry figures and sex worker advocates are calling an apparent ongoing crackdown on sex-related accounts on Twitter, this past weekend the social network suspended the accounts of two prominent adult platforms, FanCentro and Clips for Sale. Attempts to access their Twitter accounts lead to blank pages that read, Accounts Suspended followed by a statement that, I quote, Twitter suspends accounts which violate the Twitter rules. The suspensions have generated a wave of fear among the sex worker community on Twitter, which relies on the platform for promotional purposes and to communicate with each other. Unlike Facebook and Instagram, Twitter tolerates adult content, although it has a documented history of shadow banning sex-related accounts. We're incredibly frustrated by Twitter's increasingly arbitrary removal of adult content, Model Centro's Kat Ravanga said. We've had no communication at all from Twitter. They provided no warning, nor did they give us any reason why the accounts were shut down. There's no way to appeal, restart the accounts, or even know what others can do to prevent this. She added that this should frighten everyone an adult, no matter what the platform, we've erred on the side of caution with our social media content. These accounts were used to communicate with models and to promote their work. As with most corporate censorship measures against adult industry companies, Ravanga pointed out, the real victims are the models and sex workers. The people most affected by this are those who use our platforms to build business and communicate with fans. It's not fair to our industry, and it's certainly not fair to sex workers. Utah politicians continue their periodic attempts to pass hard-to-enforce state bills, allegedly to protect people from a made-up public health crisis around porn, with a new bill introduced to the legislature this week requiring new electronic devices to have porn filters turned on by default. The most recent example of Utah politicians' single-minded obsession with pornography comes courtesy of Representative Susan Pulsifer. Her House Bill 72, mandating porn filters, would go to effect in 2022, the local CBS affiliate reported, adding that international manufacturers of phones and computers like Apple or Google may face civil liability if they don't comply. If a user does not want the filter, they would need to turn it off manually. Utah legislators spend much time in the western state's limited resources introducing, debating, and occasionally passing bills decrying the scourge of pornography. Last year, the legislature passed a bill mandating that all adult content on the Internet carry a specific warning label under penalty of state fines. 
This theatrical, almost impossible to enforce bill was not signed by Governor Herbert, who let it die by exercising his pocket veto prerogative. Herbert showed some practical restraint in contrast with his 2016 signing of a resolution drafted by religious anti-porn group Morality and Media declaring the existence of a dubious public health crisis around porn and recommended that public health resources be spent training health care workers on how to combat it. Representative Pulsifer's original draft of the bill she introduced had been criticized by other state lawmakers back in October. Her proposal to require smartphones and computers to have pre-installed porn-blocking software and to have it activated as the default option when sold to Utahns was squashed during a committee hearing at the state's Business and Labor Interim Committee. According to a report by Desert News at the time, Pulsifer said the goal of her effort was to create another wall of defense to help protect children from the damaging impact of pornography and empower parents and legal guardians to limit a minor's exposure to such online harmful material. Several members of the Utah Business and Labor Interim Committee noted that it would be extremely difficult to identify which entity in the consumer electronics supply chain should be held liable for ensuring that software was activated. Theodore Wilfred Guy, one of two girls do porn cameramen accused by the FBI in their probe of the shuttered adult website, has pleaded guilty to conspiring with the operators of the adult websites Girls Do Porn and Girls Do Toys to fraudulently coerce young women to appear in sex videos, according to the DOJ. Guy pleaded guilty before U.S. magistrate Judge Jill L. Burkhart to conspiracy to commit sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion. Guy, according to a DOJ press release, admitted in his plea agreement that at the start of his employment, he was instructed by Matthew Wolfe that if any of the young female models asked, he should tell them that the videos would not be posted on the internet. The release also states that Guy admitted that over the course of his employment, he became aware that Matthew Wolf and Michael Pratt were posting many of the sex videos that he filmed on Girls Do Porn and Girls Do Toys where they were publicly available to all willing purchasers. Nonetheless, Guy continued to lie and personally assured the young women he filmed the videos would not be posted publicly, the statement continues. Guy's plea follows that of Girls Do Porn recruiter and male talent Ruben Andre Dre Garcia, who last month pleaded guilty to two of the seven charges against him. Guy was not originally mentioned by name in the FBI investigation, which was dramatically unveiled in the middle of the civil trial where 22 Jane Doe models sued Pratt and his Girls Do Porn associates for damages. Wolf served as the main videographer for the operation in the years in question and said on the stand during the civil trial that he had filmed over 100 adult videos for Girls Do Porn. A sentencing hearing for Guy has been scheduled for April 9th. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a daily pay virtual webcam studio and recruitment site. The site is well-written and has a conversion rate of over 10%. This provides a constant stream of new models for the studio, and it's what has generated massive year-over-year growth. 
The business offers daily payments to webcam models in return for a percentage of their earnings. Revenues are doubling year over year. Growth has been consistent since the business was started and is projected to continue growing at the same consistent rate. The models are mostly located in the USA and UK with a handful from other English-speaking countries like Australia and Canada. So they are high earners providing a great profit to the studio. The time needed to operate the studio is minimal and could be cheaply and easily outsourced. The owner spends about two hours each weekday on it. The site generates about 1,500 leads per week, made up about equally through organic search traffic and Google AdWords. The company is owned by a UK limited corporation and makes a 35% gross profit on all sales. There are 830 approved models currently, and that number grows every day. There is a mailing list of over 21,000 interested models, all of whom have signed up on the site. No remarketing has yet been done, which is a great area of opportunity for the business to grow further. All this for only $475,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Tim Valenti, co-founder and CEO of Naked Sword and president of Falcon Studio Group. Tim, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Thank you for the song. Now, uh, Tim Valenti is a pioneering figure in online video distribution. After nearly a decade of experience, Valenti engineered a game-changing merger between Naked Sword and AABN in 2007. And in 2015, he was named president of Falcon Studio Group, where he now oversees operations for Falcon Studios, Raging Stallion, and Hothouse Entertainment, as well as the Naked Sword Network. Over the years, Valenti has become one of the industry's most respected and innovative thinkers, known for blurring the line between adult and mainstream entertainment. Now, Tim has appeared as an, as an op-ed blogger in the Huffington Post and produced both adult and independent films, including the award-winning indie feature, I Want Your Love. Valenti has uh, sat on many boards over the years, most recently as president of the Board of the Free Speech Coalition. Now, Falcon Naked Sword is the most prolific producer of gay adult entertainment operating in the world today, home of the iconic Falcon Studios, the acclaimed Naked Sword originals, as well as successful and long-running Raging Stallion and Hothouse Studios. Falcon Naked Sword has been releasing award-winning content for over 50 years. That's amazing. The Porn Powerhouse also operates various other specialty fetish lines. Falcon Naked Sword broadcasts their popular content via a number of uh, highly visited membership sites, including the Netflix, uh, that'd be Netflix as opposed to Netflix, of gay porn, NakedSword.com, FalconStudios.com, and RagingStallion.com. In addition to their flagship membership sites, Falcon Naked Sword maintains a robust DVD, retail, and wholesale distribution business, as well as multiple video-on-demand and broadcast licensing channels. Falcon Naked Sword also operates several media outlets focused on the gay lifestyle and sex, including TheSword.com, HuntEzine.com, and Blog.FalconStudios.com. Falcon Naked Sword media outlets and membership sites reach millions of gay consumers every year. Well, Tim, that's all we have time for today. Um, <laughs> thank, 
God, I'm Re- tired. Reading is, I am too. I'm reading all that. Hearing all that, I mean, geez, yeah, yeah, I do. I, this. I do all. I do all that. Okay, so let's start out with the most important question. How do you think our uh, beloved San Francisco Giants are going to do this year? You know, I'm a diehard Giant, so I always have the faith. You know, always. No mm-hmm. matter what year. And so we're going to do great this year. How's that? All right. We're going all the way. We're going all yep. the way. There you go. You heard it from Tim first. Okay. Yep. So, Tim, you and I are Facebook friends as we see each other's posts, primarily political, of course. Now, just how happy are you that this election is in the rearview mirror? Uh, you know, I think we, we passed the, you know, he. I'm happy. I'm happy that a Democrat won. I'm happy that, you know, Biden won. I, I think he's a good guy. I don't think it's over yet. I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be over for a long time in terms of, you know, how we how we all see our country. Yeah. Some in different ways, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that this election in Georgia really will determine whether or not, you know, we can actually make change. Mm hmm. Uh, or just have more of the same in terms of nothing really ever getting done in the Congress. I mean, yeah. I'm, there'll be a new attitude. I think there'll be obviously a lot of much more qualified people in government. God knows. Uh, you know, and yeah. And so, I mean, I think the trains will start to run on time or <laughs> run better. Uh, I just don't think uh, any meaningful legislation to, I'd say, in, in my opinion, you know, make our union stronger. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that <laughs> there's a lot of ways to make the union stronger aside from having, you know, a garage full of guns and, you know, and armed with the I, I'm free to do anything in the world I want. Fuck you because I'm American. Yeah. And inc- <laughs> including, in fact, everybody. And I should have probably told you this is going to drop in late January. So by then we're going to know what the Georgia election results were. And we'll have we'll have seen Joe Biden be uh, inaugurated without Donald Trump attending. So that'll be a beautiful thing. Um, now I've seen a transformation in the gay space of our industry in the years since I joined it. Now, besides all the other obvious changes, I find the gay side of the business, which used to be kind of separate, kind of off to the side, is now part of the mainstream of our business, as it should be. Now we go to the same parties and we go to the same trade shows. How do you feel that developed? Well, it's interesting because I was there, you know, in in 2000, let's just pick 2000 as sort of a, a year where things were really starting to swing in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, streaming online yep. um, with, you know, just the whole line industry and uh, the sort of coming together of sort of gay and straight. And I just think that, you know, there were a lot of very smart entrepreneurial gay business folks mm-hmm. around and they made friends with uh, I think a lot of very fun and open-minded and smart cool entrepreneurial straight folks in the, at these parties like Xbiz or um uh Cybersocket, AVN, GayVN, etc. Right. And I think a lot of bonds were formed and mm-hmm. I think there was it really there was some harmony there. I uh, I think that that's kind of changed now. I don't think it's as harmonious uh I think that there's gay is integrated definitely into sort you know to the big uh, porn uh, adult conglomerates like like uh, Pornhub, MindGeek, Gamma, yeah, uh, you know even AVN. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I think there's still a very strong, very independent gay 
community, which include a lot, all, most of the leading sites, mm -hmm. uh, from a Cocky Boys to a Bellamy, Helix, mm -hmm. Naked Sword, Falcon, etc. That really does not want does not have that much unity with the straight side of the business, quite frankly. Hmm. What do you think that is? Um, I think that a lot of those folks that were really open and excited to forge new territory were, you know, much more, I think, open liberal thinkers. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them have made their made their mark, made their money, and mm -hmm. are sitting back. And I think that I don't know. I I find that in the last few years going to the shows there just isn't that kind of you know camaraderie between you know the younger the younger crowd of straight folks hmm. and the folks that are on the gay side hmm. i just don't yeah it's yeah. hard hard for me to relate being a native san franciscan and never never thinking twice about it and always i remember going to my first uh, phoenix forum and going oh yeah they hmm. also have the gay phoenix forum well, why are those separate and then pretty soon they weren't um yeah. And um, I, I think one of the people that had the most to do with bringing the two sides together was uh, Morgan with CyberSocket with his parties, inviting Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Uh, more, you know, Morgan and Tim mm -hmm. were, you know, truly pione the, you know, pioneers, uh, on, on the, particularly on the gay side. Yeah. You know, did a lot, of, did a lot to help me personally and mm -hmm. uh, building uh, you know supporting naked sword and and building the brand naked sword mm -hmm. um and and introducing me to all types of folks yeah. there isn't a question about uh, morgan and tim and cybersocket in that with that regard you're right and if you haven't listened but there isn't a morgan right now <laughs> no that's true because even morgan isn't morgan he's he's pretty much pulled no. back and he's enjoying kansas God, no. God knows for whatever fucking strange reason he's enjoying uh, he, Kansas. You know, uh, he, <sighs> he, you know what? He meditates a lot, and <laughs> you got to I in Kansas. I, love, I mean, he's turned me into a meditator. <laughs> good. That's really that's that's really good. But and, only in the morning. Ah uh, <laughs> yes, ah uh, yes. And if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard the podcast interview I did with him, uh, it's on our website. And uh, it's, as you can imagine, excellent. So, of course, yes. <laughs> now, Naked Sword is celebrating 20 years in the industry. First of mm -hmm. all, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Now yeah, that we had a we had a live 20th anniversary party uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was crazy. I mean, we had testimonial little guest appearances from Kathy Griffin, Mark Richow, Bruce Valance, Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters, you know, every major drag personality, <laughs> Shangela, everybody. It was it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. I, I got to watch the stream for sure. I meant to watch it. Um, now, that says a lot about what you've done in this industry, 20 years. Um, now, as I mentioned, we're recording it in December. And, uh, well, tell me more about what, uh, tell me more about what the anniversary means to you. Well, obviously I'm, you know, I, I, I'm really happy for, for a lot of folks that have stayed with me and worked with me over the years, mm -hmm. um, that we all have this kind of achievement together Yes, that, you know, all the things that we believed in and all of the long, long nights and days and weekends and nights and days and weekends and nights and days and weekends, you know, to, to make things right, whether, 
you know, mm-hmm. technically in, in our streaming capabilities or, or in what we're producing or what we're licensing to, to, to show, to, to present. I mean, we've done incredible amount of work um, and everybody has put their heart and soul into it. And, you know, it's a good feeling that, you know, you have, uh, we've achieved such, you know, uh, an amazing status, I, I think, for uh, for us. And But it's, you know, we, we deserve it, quite frankly. I mean, mm-hmm. the stuff that we've done, you know, I, I, I was watching a lot of the tape from just different, you know, Tim and Roma shows, for example, <laughs> or, um, you know, like movies we've shot all around the world, yeah. you know, and just, again, you know, the people who are, you know, great friends of, of what we've done, Kathy Griffin, you know, I mean, she, we're, you know, we're part of the FBI and the Homeland Security investigation because <laughs> we're the ones who made her a swordsman. And, uh, you know, they didn't like her having a sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do. I do recall the incident. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've, re- you know, I, what it means to me is I just, how awesome for me and for all the folks that have, you know, are part of my family at Naked Sword that, you know, we're all really happy where we are right now. And we're really proud of what we did. I know, you know, there's a, that's sort of the, you know, the, the American dream, right. Is to be happy at that, what you've done and, and, and feel, you know, that you've really succeeded in what your goals were and beyond them. So, you know, that's number one for sure. You still there? Sorry about that. That's what happens when you put mute on. Okay, so <laughs> so right. I start to I start to talk, and you're saying, "Are you still there?" So so Tim, after uh, after 20 years in the adult industry, what changes have you seen, especially in the gay space? From uh, the biggest one when I started was that we did not do any kind of condomless production, right, uh, or a narrative, and obviously you know, because of the great advances in science, science, (laughs) uh, we are able to protect ourselves from uh, HIV and infection AIDS by Mm -hmm. through science and and medication and, uh, you know, many years of, of education in terms of safe sex practices. But so now we have, you know, we do condomless porn, bareback porn. I mean, that's a, that was a major a game changer in a lot of, of ways, you sure. know, just in terms of who you could work with, um, uh, you know, the, the, the types of, uh, the types of productions that you could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I and also, you know, I, we're like the only studio probably, or not probably not the only one, but I know that we were the first to really, you know, have all the procedures and all the policies in place to protect all of our performers, regardless of status. That's awesome. And, and so, you know, that's a huge achievement. Uh, whereas, you know, you either produce condom porn or you, you, you know, you went against uh, what was a standard for the gay side, which mm-hmm. was, you know, not to produce bareback. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, now we can do either. And, uh, but we get to work with a much, you know, a much bigger, uh, you know, variety of folks and can do so many more things i mean that's a that was that's a major major change again you know i think what's ha- i i feel like i'm in like a third wave now of of gay 
uh, content producers, et cetera, you know, people that have visions for what they should be producing. Uh, I was sort of in the second group or the begin end of the first, um, crossing over from this, you know, condom into uh, non-condom types of production. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, you know, p positioning and building our brand so that it was more than just hardcore porn. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, doing independent movie making. Uh, we had a hit with I Want Your Love. We were the first to do a gay porn adult soap opera, <laughs> um, which was really successful. Another uh, something like that was called Golden Gate, which was set all in San Francisco. Very successful Sweet. Uh, series type of, of work. Um, I, I just I kind of feel like, you know, again, where I came in and there was a lot more unity built with the, the straight companies. And that was good because. You know, you learned a lot of things together and, and it wasn't there wasn't uh, too much of a, I don't know, a wall between us. I, I don't again, I don't feel like it's necessarily that way so much any longer. I think the the gay producers, the successful ones uh, who can do it on their own without, you know, uh, being either going out of business or, mm -hmm. you know, selling their brand, say, to like a gamma or something are not necessarily, you know, I mean, we're, you know, they're, they're, it's pretty independent streak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Now in mainstream America, despite the obvious homophobia that's still out there, there's a general acceptance of the gay lifestyle. All you have to do is watch TV and TV commercials and you see same sex people and couples, not only represented, but celebrated. Now I think people realize what great consumers gay people are at long last how is this carried over into gay porn? Uh, you know, I'd say that we carried gay porn into mainstream. And if you, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, you talk about Falcon and Falcon is, is the brand, the company that is 50 years old. Mm. And uh, obviously I wasn't around a part of that. I was, you know, a you weren't 10, 10 year old <laughs> wannabe surfer boy in Hawaii. But not thinking about running a gay porn empire or gay <laughs> entertainment uh, empire-ish. -ish. Um, but, you know, if you look at, like, what Falcon did in the, in the late 70s, uh, early 80s, with being bold and going out and actually producing not, like, backroom types of movies, but actually produce, trying to produce a, a porn like a narrative type of movie, uh, yeah. how limited... And, you know, the talent they may have had at the time to be able to do it, they still went out and do it, mm -hmm. did it. And what that did was it, you know, it caught the attention of other folks in media. And, and then also, you know, we, the, it made things a little bit more like, oh, okay, this is an actual real product. Mm -hmm. It happened that, you know, the, 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 um, just sort of the social circles that Chuck Holmes, who started Falcon, was, was in. Like he was like, I guess, an ultimate A-list gay guy <laughs> in those days. Um, you know, he became friends with Calvin Klein, and the whole idea of the un, you know the white briefs on Calvin Klein Calvin Klein models became Falcons, mm. you know, signature, and that was all developed with with and this is sort of like the big secret but you know with calvin klein because he was friends and they i mean he was gay 
yeah, even though it wasn't gay uh, <laughs> at the time, you know, I mean, it yeah, was, it's like, it's like Rock Hudson wasn't gay at the time, you know? Well, you know, I, but these were out, <laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't an out man, but, but no. uh, Chuck certainly was. And what was happening in terms of, you know, just gay culture, subculture, if you want to call it that at the time, a subculture mm-hmm. um, was what was influencing uh, mainstream. So it's in a way, and I think, it's been my experience in life since, you know, I'm 60 and I was born in 1960. Mm. And, you know, I benefited from all of the all of the gay men and women who stood up for themselves and, and weren't, you know, uh, taken down and, 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 try, and, and folks, you know, dismissing them or mm-hmm. telling them they were wrong or not to believe in themselves. And, Exactly. And so I think by the time that, you know, the 80s rolled around, uh, I think gay culture was influencing mainstream, mainstream not the other mm-hmm. way around. Yeah, I think it's all I think it's always uh, influenced style for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, uh, it certainly has. I think it's also, <laughs> you know, it's 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 I think it's uh, also influenced a lot of, uh, you know, uh, more progressive thinking for sure. And yes. not just on gay gay subject matter, but a lot of things. I and that's agree. what, that's what makes this whole political situation. So, um, you know, disappointing and depressing yes. is that, you know, it just seems that the alternative that, or the opposition wants very narrow, uh, wants a very narrow view of anything in the future. Well, look at the Neanderthal, Neanderthal, I can't even say it. Neanderthals Neanderthal. on the, uh, <laughs> on the Supreme court they've put in who, uh, you know, and and their and their feelings, their their feelings about gay people and their rights. So that that just yeah, uh, that I, yeah, pisses you know, me off. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, you gotta help. I mean, part the whole part of the con- this country is so many things. You know, go on. You know, are done by tradition and res- you know respect for. You know, we, we started our country because we wanted to be free from oppression, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's so we have all of these standards in these ways that we, you know, sort of silently agree, silent handshake to do things and mm-hmm. try and be as respectful as possible. Right. Um, right. I, you know, I just feel that a lot of this this conservative movement is is exactly what we ran away from or, you know, the Europeans ran away from to come here. Yep. <laughs> I mean, not I agree. That, you know, so, and here we are, uh, just that's, you know, anyway. Yep. It's definitely going backwards. It's certainly not going forwards. Hopefully the next four years we can start moving forwards again and maybe reach where we were when Obama left. I think that's probably the best we can hope for. Now, um, I got to ask the proverbial COVID question. Sorry. Um, how has the pandemic affected your business and your operations? I actually, uh, you know, when all this came down and it came down for us in a very uh, interesting and uh, short period of time, I had a, we were shooting a really big movie in Austria for Falcon Naked Sword. Oh, wow. And I had literally like a dozen people there, plus, you know, folks from Europe. And as soon as uh, President Trump went on the TV and he said, I'm just canceling all flights to Europe. I mean, it was like, I I just remember, I think it was like, folding my bed sheets or something. <laughs> and I was like, Oh fuck. And I, you know, basically called Pam, Mr. Pam, who was directing the movie at mm-hmm. two in the morning there 
three in the morning. And I said, get everybody up, get everybody packed, get everybody to Munich airport. And I will make sure you guys are on the, you know, the midday afternoon flight, everybody. And mm. I spent the next two hours working with our travel agent to get that done. So boom, you know, all, I just remember it all like happening in one week that happened. I decided that, you know, we weren't, going to take any kinds of chances we were going to go full board on with whatever you know we were recommended to mm -hmm. do mandated to do sure and so you know abn which is a you know great company to be a part of and they you know they're they're very you know hands-off they you know we run an excellent part of their business and they're yes. very proud of it and it does really well for them so it's you know they don't we, we don't necessarily always have the same, you know, ideas of what we should have off and what we should be doing uh, close. But I, you know, went ahead and just implemented stay at home, work from home, yep. uh, shut down all productions, canceled productions for, I think, 45 days until we, you know, mm -hmm. figured out stuff. And we figured out that we weren't going to be producing for some time and that we were going to all be working from home. We were all very connected. We have great communication. But in the meantime, I thought it this is a really great time to talk about all those things we wanted to uh, either talk out and, and put together roadmaps for, for new businesses or productions mm -hmm. that we'd like to do. And how can we be smart about using the talent um, uh, from their places at home? I mean, sure. of course, we did lots of you know, solo types of scenes. We also did, you know, models that were locked down with each other. We were able to do that. Mm -hmm. But we were able to, you know, come up with a lot of different fun, cool ideas that we actually produced and gave away free to nice. uh, our, yeah, to folks that came to our tour. We did, th you know, all kinds of public service stuff around wearing masks. We did a lot of pride types of programming and pride Sweet. stories we did the miss pineapple pageant was a huge hit hmm. gay porn stars who do drag and competed in a in a in a live show which we did we've done the <laughs> mr man naked sword top 20 countdown we've done cooking shows we've done all kinds of fun things nice including yeah you know so what we did was during the time where we weren't back to full production uh you know we we really we're very creative and had the time to to do that. And some of what we thought about in 2020 will start appearing as products at the end, you know, the second half of 2021. We are in mm -hmm. production or we're basically not. I shut down production on Friday mm -hmm. um, only, be, you know, sure. because of what's going on. But in between yeah. the, you know, the time I think we started shooting in August. And we've done a lot in August, September, October, November. And so we have, uh, you know, a lot of content ready to go. Mm -hmm. You know, not as big of narrative types of features that we do, but a lot of really beautiful, uh, very styled, beautifully lit, gorgeous models. We've, I've just, uh, I'm secretly signing a whole new uh, team of exclusive. We'll, uh, by 2021, we'll have eight, new exclusives to wow. uh, adding to our already, you know, wonderful group of guys. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's been uh, tough. I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought, Oh, who knows what to expect, but we've done really well. You know, we've been really creative. Mm -hmm. We were the, we took the lead uh, in, in developing 
uh, onset policies, guidelines, procedures, everything. We worked hard with the FSC and mm -hmm. we took the lead. Our production director, Adam Robinson, was phenomenal. And we, we literally wrote the book and a lot of those companies are following what we, you know, worked hard to put together for nice. shooting. And so, you know, we're, we're done now for the year <laughs> and we will... I've canceled all production for January, and again, we'll assess in January as to what we might be able to do in February, and if not, mm -hmm. we won't. But we've got, we're no short of ideas, plans, and projects, and there a lot of them are on paper, so it's not just sort of like, I hope we do this, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to that's funny. Well, you you did the you did the classic turning uh, lemons into lemonade, and another thing that it, that you most certainly did from a marketing standpoint, you know, putting my marketing hat on, which I'm always doing, um, you certainly sealed in, you know, your brands uh, in the minds of the people, and of course, your brands are the ones that they're going to go to first um, in the future. So yeah, we've got a lot of new, unique traffic, uh, mm -hmm. and, a, and a lot, you know, a, a great, good majority of it was from all this free content. We would sure, uh, you know, we 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 do a you know a produced piece like a whole thing on you know all you know twenty models wearing masks, you know, just <laughs> a you know, PSA type of thing. Nothing but masks. I love it. <laughs> yeah, next week we do drive-in movies, you know, for free. Then we do Miss Pineapple Pageant. And then we do, we had this, we, we did five and they were just fucking classics. They're, it's called Play and it was live game shows where we had, <laughs> you know, six different famous gay porn performers and Mark McNamara as, you know, the, you know, the MC. Mm -hmm. I mean, riotous, hysterical <laughs> stuff that we're going to continue to produce next year as nice. well. That, that, hell, even Mind Geek. Uh, tried to copy it. I mean, it's just, well, it was course. funny. I mean, That's the greatest form of flattery. There's no two ways yeah. about it. So, how about you personally? I know you spent some time at your uh, at your retreat. Um, yeah. I know I certainly miss traveling to the shows and seeing our friends, or I should say, family in this business. Now, how about you? I mean, I I, I think that for me personally, mm -hmm. I think this was I lucked out in that. Uh, this is the year that all this would happen and I wouldn't be traveling or I, I wouldn't be able to travel because mm -hmm. I think I needed a break. And, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you you know, the year started out, you know, crazily uh, with so much to do and so many things to do and projects going on. And then, you know, I got I was very fortunate to be honored by AVN, gave VN and put in the Hall of Fame. So that was a mm -hmm. huge thing in Vegas. And yep. there was all kind, it oh, was just yes. so very much. much deserved. And I just, well, thank you, but I, it was just like it just seemed like I would. It was I, I could feel my body buzzing, <laughs> you know, just from so much going on. And sure. then when this all came down, it was almost like, oh wow, I don't have to worry about leaving in three weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about this or going Isn't that here. Nice? Or, yeah, in a way, yeah, it kind of was. And then I did something I've never done in my entire life, and you know, we have a really cute little uh farmy farm little ranch in new mexico uh and it's just so beautiful and quiet there but and we have a pool mm. so you know we we go there for like a week in the summer or two my in-laws we built a casita on the property and they mm. live there nice. all year round nice but 
you know, we never get to spend as much time there. And I was like, we, we just drove out in June and we literally stayed all summer. And I just worked every day from different locations around my Adobe home. Nice. <laughs> how long of a drive? How long of a drive is that? 16 hours straight. Oh. Yeah. But you know, by the time you hit New Mexico, the border of Arizona and New Mexico, mm-hmm. it's like it, you may, you're on the road for 12 hours or, you know, like, 13 14 hours you're like only two and a half more to go (laughs) so we do it (laughs) i love it now you live in the san francisco bay area my birthplace and former home and uh before i left the country of course (laughs) thank god uh talk a bit about the bay area and what you like about it that's so funny you know now that we have you know i'm from hawaii and Mm -hmm. i born and raised and you know, Hawaii to me is always in my heart. I'm a Hawaiian boy at heart. Uh-huh. But I've lived in uh, San Francisco for most of my adult life and yes. na- at Berkeley in the last 20 years. We're mm-hmm. right on the north edge of campus. Yeah. Um, and now we have this great place in New Mexico. And I'm like, you know, how, how much time do you want to spend anywhere? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you've been here for so long. Do you want to, you know, spend more time there? Because you can. Yeah. But. I just love being here. Yes. It's so alive. I mean, we're in the best place because mm-hmm. we live in the North Berkeley Hills and we can oh. look out and, you know, our front window and mm-hmm. decks look into the city and the Golden mm-hmm. Gate. That's a wonderful, and that's a wonderful view. God, I love it's that beautiful. view. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's so gorgeous. Take a, take a picture for me to remind <laughs> me and send it to me. Will you? I'm serious. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to be, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm no. just saying, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's just really cool. And we're like, you know, right on the edge of campus. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we live in a very youthful place and there's always a lot of energy and we're both into, my husband and I are both into sports and we go Mm -hmm. to a lot of bear games. He's a duck. Mm -hmm. I'm a bear. And we go to, you know. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got the duck, you got a duck on your Skype. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. We go to Memorial Stadium and we watch, you know football games and we go and watch tennis a lot mm. uh especially girl tennis we mm-hmm. have our favorites and mm-hmm. then some ba- baseball we went to basketball we went to the last basketball girls basketball game mm. uh played at in the gym mm-hmm. um in spring mm-hmm. we were there the last night that and then everything shut down yeah. so that was actually the last live sports event i went to oh wow well, we'll both you and I will both be at Oracle Park soon. In fact, when when I come back to visit you, we're going to have to go to a game together with our significant others. That would be a blast. I'm totally down. We're oh, down. Absolutely, right my man. It's coming. So is the vaccine. So it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Now, yeah, in, in 2007, your company merged with adult giant ABN. Uh, I can't believe it's been 13 years. My God, almost yeah. 14. So I remember like it was yesterday. Now, how has that changed your professional life? To, just to be, you know, straight up, I feel mm-hmm. like we brought a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And, yes. <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, and and like I said, that they've been, you know, the mo- most amazing uh, parent group. I mean, mm-hmm. we're merged, but they are, you know, they're they're the bigger company that, that you know, we merged with. And yeah. They're our daddy, but you know, they leave us really alone. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I appreciate and always try and find ways where we can um, integrate, Mm -hmm. you know, 
for the good of the entire company. And yes. lots of times we do that on the tech side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their product is much different than ours in terms mm-hmm. of what we offer and how we offer it. Yes. So, but we do. You know, we have combined products. We have you know a time theater that that's their main product. You know, we have a whole uh, 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 stable of, of white labels of naked sword that are branded for individual type studios and we you know we do that kind of technology with them as well so you know i mean we find the ways to work together uh, professionally for me i just you know i think you know i made the really right and smart move i think at the time you know based on what i saw i've been you know doing this for about seven years at the time in mm-hmm. terms of just straight adult streaming because mm-hmm. we still had cubic media that i was running right. which was a development company web development company. Oh, i never knew Mark. that okay yeah and um that's how we started naked sword i mean we were one of the original uh small developer firms that my Media chose to learn how to stream learn streaming technology so we mm-hmm. got a little jump on that uh, in the mid nineties. And I um, never, I never would have taken you as a tech geek, Tim. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really not. I, I, it's funny cause I, my, uh, I got a job at 30 in San Francisco when I decided to move back there. Um, uh, and I wanted to work in an ad agency and I was a creative, you know, mm-hmm. I was like a creative director. That was, sounds like you. Yes. That's yeah, you. totally. And, but I, interviewed at this agency that was a quote high tech agency which i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is it was like you know <laughs> 1989 90 i wasn't that savvy okay and but all their clients were like wired magazine and mm. hitachi and yes. i mean they had all these you know and i was like oh i'm never gonna get a job here i don't know anything about technology but they liked me a lot and mm-hmm. hired me <laughs> mm. and i ended up you know working there for five years mm. uh being a uh a creative director, an art director, even, you know, then eventually managing the bigger accounts. And then when we went uh, digital in terms of building websites mm-hmm. for our, in those days, websites were glorious, you know, online brochures. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our client, I ran that division and then started Cubic in 90, uh, 96. Mm-hmm. And we launched the first version of Naked Sword in 1999, but mm-hmm. it was a failure and I pulled it <laughs> off the web. And we relaunched it six months later, and who knew it was going to happen? <laughs> well, and as they say, the rest is history. Now, yeah. you became the president of Falcon in 2015. Same question. Yeah. How has this changed things? It's changed things for both the brands, Falcon and Naked Sword. I think uh, it's really sort of like giving a shot in the arm to Falcon because we do a lot of things together. Like Naked Sword's sort of the more progressive, not so rigid brand mm-hmm. and so we're have you know we're we're you know my sort of philosophy is i i'm not a formula guy and i never have been and so that was a very difficult thing for you know the the falcon team to uh understand or even <laughs> want to and uh so it was a little hard going the first couple of years but we found our way mm-hmm. and i think you know naked sword has energized falcon and falcon has given a little bit of a sort of old world gravitas to Naked Sword. Nice. I mean, you've got two really interesting brands yes. that are, you know, together, and I think they're very powerful together. And we're going to cover a lot of ground uh, in the next couple, three, four years in terms of, you know, repositioning ourselves as, you know, 
number one in hardcore male erotica, mm-hmm. but getting there in other areas of entertainment in terms of more mainstream and crossover. Okay. So what's ahead for Falcon Naked Sword? Any exciting things coming up for your company? Well, uh, like I said, we had a lot of time to talk about things we wanted to do but never had the time to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, One of the things that we were working on, and we're finished now and we'll be launching in April, is an entire new platform, uh, technology platform for Naked Sword. Mm. And then all of our uh, partner or all of our clients, white label clients, studios that you know, we, uh, provide streaming for. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. We've got a, a, mainstream, a more mainstream, uh, streaming product that we're going to be relaunching called Qreal, mm-hmm. um, that we had a really good first run with just sort of independent, uh, gay cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partnered with breaking glass. They've had a little bit of a change there and, uh, you know, not being able to supply as much content. So we're reworking what that site is and what that brand is. And, and you know, I think it's going to be really exciting when we relaunch it, uh, probably the begin, uh, January 2022, 20, uh, but it will be ready in the fall for us to all test and play with. Sweet. So there's that. Yeah, we're doing, uh, I think we're going to do a real big collaboration once we can start shooting again with a with our partner, uh gamma studio uh, gamma we have a really great relationship with gamma and mm-hmm. their brand their next door studios mm-hmm. has undergone some really great changes and um we're planning a very big co-production together that will be Sweet. more in this more in the yeah more in the world of series ongoing sort of series uh than just a one-off production so i'm very excited about that i mean a lot of new content a mm-hmm. couple of new products you know very slick upgraded um technology on our new platform ways we can you know uh repackage content and sell it to a wider audience okay now you're obviously a pretty busy guy har 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 um (laughs) besides going to uh sporting events what else do you like to do in your spare time (laughs) spare Uh, spare time in quotation marks (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny. It depends on what the time of the year. <laughs> um, right now, I'm getting, you know, hungered in for uh, watching a lot of noir, uh, Scandinavian noir, you know, serial killer, detective type shows. I love European uh, TV. I don't know why, except for the French TV. It's, the actors are awful. They're way too melodramatic. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, I'm doing that. I'm actually starting to get back into my... I want to get uh, to uh, be able to run two or three miles a day uh, in New Mexico on the, we have the ditch trails that mm. go th- all through our the village of where we are uh, past farms and, you know, ranches mm. and nice. uh, horse uh, pastures. It's so cool. And I want to be able to do it. And, you know, I am 60 and I have gained a few pounds over like 10, 15 pounds since uh, March but I've started to lose it. I've been Good walking three days mm-hmm. and I'm starting to jog and I will be running by the time I'm there. So I'm excited about that. Um, I love to swim. Every time I go home, I'm, you know, you have to drag me out of the ocean, <laughs> either body surfing or surfing, although surfing only with a huge board because I'm old. <laughs> um, swimming, any, anywhere that there's water, I'm going to be in it. I don't care where we are. Uh, I love to travel and, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't get enough to do uh, my husband and I together 
but when we do, it's so much fun. We went to Iceland. Uh, we were in Iceland two years ago mm. uh, for Thanksgiving with oh. with Andy and his husband, Rob. That sounds Andy cold. Said, oh, it was so fun. You have no idea. We went hiking on a glacier. We went, we did it all. It was amazing. Uh, so I don't too yeah. cold. Well, you yeah, said, I'm, you said, you, you said you like water. You said you like water and, uh, uh, you like to travel. You should come out here. We have got a pool. So uh, I'm all, yeah, we'll, we'll make it there. You know, Ty, you know, he's a, a big Ty from, uh, Queer Me Now. Are you familiar with Ty? I th- yeah, we've met. Yeah. Ty from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Ty from Thailand. <laughs> I know, right? Cheesy, but that's what he, he says. Um, he's a lo- you know he's local, and I uh-huh. uh, definitely have friends in Thailand to to uh, to go. Yeah, like me. Just, yeah, like you. Okay. Like Ty. Like Ty. Yeah. Like like Ty from Thailand. I love like it. Ty from Thailand. Well, uh, Tim, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Side Broker Talk. And I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. My broker tip today is part six of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Here's more information on what to give a potential buyer. Tell them how well has your content been protected from piracy and what steps have you taken to protect your content? Are you using a piracy takedown or monitoring service? These are important facts to know. What promotional tools do you offer to your affiliates? The more tools you offer, the more successful your affiliates will be. What is your traffic breakdown by country? Tier 1 countries like the USA, Canada, the UK, Germany, and Australia are the most preferred. Add in anything else that will add value to the sale of your property that you can think of, such as what custom scripts do you use? What content management system software is on your site? Do you use billing or affiliate software like NATS or MPA3? What is your retention rate? How you retain your members is of the utmost importance. How many joins and rebills do you have per day? Do you buy advertising? And if so, what kind? Can your content make more money in the DVD or VOD markets? Or have you already taken advantage of this opportunity? How much did you spend to produce or buy the content that's on your site? What do you believe the content is worth now? What's special or different about your website? How is it unique? Make sure and include a list of all the websites you're selling in addition to any domains that come along with the sale. Is there anything that adds value to the sale? Provide them with any additional information upon request. Before giving a buyer any information, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement. If you use a broker, the NDA will be provided for you. Good brokers, uh, let me think here, like... um, oh, I don't know, adult site broker, have a large resource of potential buyers that are looking for properties just like yours. And they know how to deal with potential buyers. They'll also negotiate the terms of the sale, such as price and any payment terms. Before closing the sale, find a good escrow service to make sure that both the buyer and seller are protected. We have those resources, of course, as well. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And... Next week, we'll be talking to Anna Lee of 2049 Entertainment. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Tim Valenti. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.